it going? This is Chris from Can Swim, and you are listening to Interview Under Fire. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to a new episode of Interview Under Fire. This is your host, Sonny, here, and today I have the honor of speaking with frontman Chris Laporto. Uh, thank you so much for joining our IUF series today. Now, Chris, this has been a busy yet exciting time of the year for you and the rest of the guys over at Can't Swim with the release of your latest full-length album, Change of Plans, with releases here this fall, October 22nd through Pure Noise Music. Uh, and I want to start things off you know, by commending you on all the well-deserved reactions this has been getting so far. I mean, with those singles that dropped, uh, Deliver Us More Evil, and then To Heal At All, You Have To Feel It All, those dropped recently. And there's just so much to discover about this particular record and who you're all about. But before we get to all that, I know we talked about it before the interview started. I know we are kind of just heading towards this light at the end of this long tunnel we've been in for the past, what, year and a half. I can't help but ask two things. How are you, man? And how's life in Orlando, Florida in 2021? <laughs> uh, a very complicated question. Hopefully my complicated answer won't be too annoying. Um, <laughs> it's been great. Orlando is great. It's beautiful, 12 months out of the year. So I figured why not move here. Um, The COVID time has been challenging, uh, certainly for everybody. I take, um, I'm very happy for me personally. It hasn't been too terrible. I was never sick with the virus or, but, uh, you know, I miss touring. I miss the normalcy of uh, of being on the road and, and how I used to live my life. But in general, I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> yeah, you know, making the best of the situation is what we got to do. And I'm glad to hear you're doing well. I don't know if, if I if I even got COVID, you know, it's it's hard to yeah. even know at this point. I may have gotten it before Certainly. everybody else has gotten it. I remember I got True. sick like True. a month before this all hit. I was like, True. Did, I, did I get that? But, did I have COVID? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And of course, there's always all this asymptomatic stuff, but we could go further down that rabbit hole if we want to. You know, you talked about missing Turing, Chris, and, you know, with... With the inception of Can't Swim, you guys have been around for roughly, I guess, five, six years, 2015. I mean, it, it's six years, but you've been at this for a while, man. You know, the touring yeah. life, you've done some extensive touring. I, I begin to think, what is it about, you know, performing live that you love the most or even miss the most? Do you have a newfound appreciation now? Because we're seeing, obviously, touring starting to open back up here in the States, right? Oh, yeah, big time. Certainly, like, you know, I never want to use positive words when talking about COVID, but it, it, right. it has been uh, a lot of new discovery in my personal life. I, um, like I said, I moved to Orlando. I got married. I have a dog. I've written a ton of songs. Uh, I've actually been able to spend more time with my mother and my brother. So yes, there's been certainly positive things that have happened in my, my very close knit part of my life. Uh, but what I miss, you know, that's my life. That's my job. That's my passion, you know, and though recording songs in this tiny little closet is is rewarding and fun, sharing it with everybody in a real way and, and in a real room is personally my favorite thing about being in a band. So big struggle to have it kind of stripped away. But like you mentioned, light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, very, very excited to get back into it with Silverstein and the plot and you in November. Um, but yeah, I think, I think it made everybody, uh, appreciate what they have a little bit more because 
it could be gone in a second. So I think, uh, like I said, don't want to say positive things about it, but yeah. potentially it was a learning experience for a lot of people because it certainly was for me. Yeah. And I do want to get your take on this because you're talking about all these perspectives and experience you're talking about going through this time. One thing we did see during that time frame, it's been a commonality is, is live streaming, right? We saw what the bands did. They did on stage and they would take it to the screen like we're, we're doing. Obviously, sure. these interviews will be in person. But I, I remember, I, I don't know if you've seen it, uh, when Code Orange, they're one of the first bands who did that live streaming in Pittsburgh, I think literally like two days after the pandemic was announced. And yeah, it kind of just caught on like wildfire. But we've had artists like, you know, Devin Townsend and August Burns Red, Trivium, Atreyu. They came on an interview on a fire and they told us about their experiences on, you know, selling virtual tickets to the fans and they would pre-record a show or a live stream a show. But do you think what we all saw, Chris, during that rise of the, you know, the quarantine induced live streaming, is that going to affect the touring musician business going forward? You're going on tour here soon, you know, uh, totally. Ha- has it already been affected? Do you still see bands doing something like this as kind of like a normality once we enter, you know, 2022 and beyond? Sure. I mean, I certainly think as a society, we've been moving towards that for years and years now with the invention of the internet. You know, I, I could only imagine that live shows have taken a dive in ticket sales from, let's say, the 80s or the early 90s, hmm. because, you know, why would I go to a show and spend $35 if I could just watch it on YouTube? If I could, or, you know, right. Before that, if I could just watch it on TV. So I think we've been moving uh, towards that for a while now. And I also think rock. Uh, is maybe the last man out of that loop. I think uh, a lot of EDM artists, you know, you have something like the gorillas who are actually digital people and they're huge, you know, I think, um, yeah, the notion of live music being through a computer screen is not necessarily a COVID idea, but I certainly think it has jump-started it and pushed it even further. And yeah, I wouldn't doubt that rock might feel the effects of this going forward forever because maybe you put it into a lot of people's minds like hey like i actually love a live stream i love to eat a bag of pretzels on the couch and watch my favorite band wash them out of room right (laughs) yeah exactly i don't want to get hit in the head i don't want to spend money on parking obviously you know i still would love to believe that the live experience will live on but i I do see it uh taking a toll I, I, i certainly do and I've had so many uh, uh, talented people like yourselves come on here and tell me, yeah, I would love to do live streaming. It gives me a chance to engage with my fans. And some artists would say, I'm not doing shit until all this is over. You know, there's yeah. almost that uncertainty going forward. We So we just covered um, the metal tour of the year that's going on right now with Lamb of God and Megadeth. And I didn't awesome. know what to do with myself. You know, that was my first show back since the pandemic. And I'm sure. just looking around. I mean, Dallas, Texas, I think was, was the second day. We covered two days. We covered dallas and el paso but dallas was the second day on tour and it was sold out and I I, oh. I I don't know like you know if you know uh just what the turnout was going to be there's also this factor of you know mental health having a play in all this because oh, yeah. i've had friends myself who i didn't see at that show on purpose because live streaming was something that they benefited from you know with the social yeah. anxiety being around large crowds sure you see what i'm talking about there's like so many oh, different yeah. points about what makes live streaming amazing but Right. Again, again, this is another topic we could dive into even further. So I don't know if, if you had a chance to see a live streaming for yourself. Is that something that you guys did yourself as well or maybe even plan on doing? 
Yeah. Or, like, like you said, who knows what the future holds? Maybe even when Miss COVID is completely away, maybe it will be a normalcy for any band. You know, mm-hmm. that's just kind of be the game, name of the game. Uh, it's very difficult for Can Swim uh, due to the fact that we all kind of live in different places now. Also, you know, I'm 32. Obviously, I'm not as old as the dudes in Lamb of God or anything. Potentially, this is just an excuse, but I don't, I'm not very savvy with webcams. And, I, you know, I wouldn't even really know how to go about doing a live show in a cool way. So not saying that we won't do it in the future, but it's certainly something that we do not have on the table right now. We, In other words, I you're think, traditional. <laughs> it's just, I, I, hey, I I'm 32 as well. Okay. So yeah, I know exactly I, what you're talking about. I don't hate on it, but it's like something that I have no business doing. I wouldn't know the first thing. Um, so, yeah, you know, I think for a band like us, maybe it will be something that we dive into in the future. But, uh, yeah, you, it's, I haven't really thought of it the way you kind of put it. Who knows? man? It, maybe I'm this telling whole thing- you, everything I'm telling you is kind of just a, a culmination of all the what the other bands have told me. It's like we should sure, do this, we sure, should do this, sure. we should do this. But right. hey, you guys are doing your own thing now. Yeah. Uh, uh, speaking of which, doing your own thing, I know staying busy during the pandemic was definitely a challenge. But mm-hmm. I want to talk about this because uh, Chris, you have this clothing brand called We Won't Sleep, which is co-owned by you and your and your wife, Paige Tate. You, you uh, by, got the, it. by the way, uh, congratulations on the marriage. Uh, Thank you very much. Awesome that you have that. You know, tell me more about that from you know how and where it started to where it is today. How has that been going? And you know, what challenges, if any, did the pandemic give you guys? You know, was it kind of like a yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah certainly. Um, well, this is it's funny that you even brought that up. It's incredibly, incredibly new. We actually just launched it last week, and this morning we shipped out the first hundred shirts. Um, yeah, I think. COVID could be to blame or to thank, Mm -hmm. um, you know, her and I travel a lot, uh, even before her and I dated, she was traveling all the time. It's a big part of her life. And, you know, I think we were both missing that both missing some outlet to be creative. Obviously I have my band and, and my music and stuff, but, uh, she always has pushed me to be more, you know, aesthetically creative where, you know, I don't really think that's one of my strong suits. And, She's not very musically creative. And it's something that we just kind of uh, teamed up on to do. Uh, She was always complimentary about the lyrics and certain phrases I had. So we kind of used that. As you said, we won't sleep. Very, very new. Certainly a passion project. Something that her and I uh, just wanted to do kind of for fun. But uh, seems to be working. She's she's very savvy. Other than myself. uh, Very savvy (laughs) with the internet. So Someone's got to be the savvy one, right? (laughs) <laughs> exactly. She's a brilliant photographer. Uh, yeah, but cool. Cool that you even noticed that. That's awesome. man. thank you very much, man. No, thank you. It's something that yeah. I feel like it serves as an extension of yourself and page because I checked it out exactly. myself and you guys are, that's pretty awesome that you have that. Um, I, yeah. would, I would love to support you guys, you know, cause thank you. Man. Thank and the you. thing is like, you know, I'm doing this publication, right? It wasn't something that I had planned five years ago, but right. Something that started out as a passion of mine really save my life so to speak music i come i come from if i may i come from a music background and i started off you know engineering in school for crying out loud and then i switched over to my brothers are both drummers my mom's a singer and you know it's like just awesome like a testament to you know an example what you're doing example what i'm doing so totally man um, now where can uh do you have links that you you were able to plug in that where fans can go and check (laughs) out yep yep 
It is just we won't sleep.co. That's the okay. website and that's the Instagram. Luckily, we were able to do both of those. And yeah, we just did the first one. And then, uh, yeah, within this next month before Silverstein, we plan to do a couple more runs of a hoodie, maybe a hat. So, yeah, it's funny you brought it up because it's been a whirlwind <laughs> of like literally even today of like getting the post office stuff situated. But it's something that we're definitely enjoying. So hopefully can do a lot more in the future. Here's the thing. You're going to be in Dallas in November. Can I expect I could, you guys? Bring I, could pop, that? <laughs> I could pop a T-shirt and a backpack or two for sure. <laughs> I, would, I would love to stop by. I, I'm, I'm going to be at that show, by the way. So OK, it'll cool. Be, it'll be cool. it'll be I'm nothing more than amazing just to see you in person and see you guys do what you yeah, do. Yeah, man. What That'd you be love. awesome. Um, now we talked about everything, right? Let's talk about uh, Change of Plans. <laughs> yeah, third, uh, this is the third album for me, guys. Drops o- October 22nd through Pure Noise Music. Uh, I want to repeat the words here third album before we get into the core of change of plans because this is the follow-up it can be seen as a follow-up to 2018's this too won't pass which that album was just a solid effort through and through i mean and chris i don't know if you know this i'm a fan of you guys for a while oh now, that's awesome Thank I, you. I know you've had a couple of eps you know since then as well but here we are you know three albums in with can't swim chris is there any such thing as pressure for you for when you sit down to write again for a new album or even just a follow up again because at this point you know you you're past that whole what is it the sophomore slump right that second oh, yeah. album that people always Certainly. talk about and you guys have knocked yeah. it out of the park with that but pressure do you resonate with that does that even creep in your mind when you write a new write new material totally i think um it would be foolish if any artist said absolutely not at all <laughs> you know i right. would love to say that answer one day but uh potentially i would probably start writing very bad music if i thought that <laughs> but that being said uh, incredibly supportive record label management booking agent and the rest of the dudes in my band to kind of do whatever I want to do in a creative outlet. Like if you hear foreign language, the one EP to the someone who is at me EP, it sounds incredibly different. It's a punk record. And then it's like yeah. an electronic record. Oh, so yeah. there's nerves, there's nerves of like deterring fans from enjoying our music. And of course I would never want to let anybody down, but at the same time I need to enjoy, you know, the rest of the guys need to be excited about it. And uh, that in and of itself makes it a lot easier to finish a song. You know, once I get the approval of myself, the rest of the guys, you know, then it's just a green light. It's just, we don't really ever have, you know, not that we don't have to worry, but we don't worry about, Oh, is it too different? Is it too similar? Is it this? Mm. Is it that? Like, if we can get happy with it in our camp, then it's it's usually on the record. Um, so yeah, nervousness gets trumped by excitement for me most of the time with this band. It's like because the guys are so uh, so got my back. It uh, it always feels like a team feels strong, and it's like I just can't wait for people to hear it. it it's never like. Oh God. And I'm like checking every comment, you know, it's like, Oh, you know, did you get a chance to see the YouTube comments for the new videos yet? It's, it's the same thing I see. And it's a good thing. It's like, man, this is really different from the last album. Oh man. They're always changing their sound over and over. I think that's I think that kind of serves as a a growth in your musicality. I don't know if you feel the same way, but yeah, to be fair, it's probably our biggest goal, which makes that like the biggest compliment. Like I, I would never want somebody to be like, oh, this sounds just like Stranger, because then it's like, well, why wouldn't you just go listen to Stranger? So as an artist and Good as point. a band, I think we we uh, 
constantly try to challenge ourselves to write better, different type of music. And if somebody says that on a YouTube comment, you know, that's everybody's happy. Everybody on the team is like, I like that guy. I'm glad he thinks that. <laughs> Man, so, you know, from songs like, not, I'm going to go and just put this out there. Sure. Songs like Standing in the Dark to Set the Room Ablaze, which uh, shout out to Caleb Shomo for uh, uh, being a guest vocalist on that too. Totally. Deliver Us More Evil, Better Luck, uh, Better Luck Time, and Everyone That I Know I Hate, which is, that's my personal favorite. Thank I mean, you. Uh, you had these traditional elements of like, you know, alternative rock and then modern post-punk, if that makes sense. Sure. used with these experimental i don't know indie vibes and even you had some uh some pop and even some folk genres if i if if i heard that correctly sure, sure. it was very catchy it was very memorable there you had hooks and riffs but still retaining the heaviness in there and yeah. you said chris i'm gonna quote you here you said that this was the most can't swim record yet walk me through this i know oh. the bulk of this record was nearly about three to four years in the making so yeah. how much did things change from and that's a loaded question, but how much did things change from when you first started composing on Change of Plans to where you ended up finishing it? Did you have a specific sound in mind or did a lot change in that timeline? I think it was a, uh, a combination of that, but also a combination of um, trial and error. I had probably close to like 20 demos like in the workings wow. within the last three or four years that, you know, I think I, I presented Will Putney. 15 or 16 like fully flat you know like drums lyrics melodies like the songs were completed like i worked hard on the mix of them like they sounded like 15 16 songs and uh yeah we really combed them through uh and will picked his favorite uh 11 the ones that we thought were most cohesive or just most like memorable um i mean really so, flowed well if, if i'm yeah, gonna add, yeah. add on to that Thank you. Yeah, Mr. Mr. Hodge, our manager, actually uh, dictated the album sequence. Um, hmm. So I will tell him you said that. Uh, um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's, it's coming from the same place. It, it's mostly my brain that starts it on this desk here with my one guitar. And, you know, I, I uh, suffer and suffer and suffer and get the demo to a place that I like it. But like I said, I had a lot of different options this time. And the guys weaned out what they didn't like. We changed what they didn't like. And then Will did it again. Yeah. Um, and it just kind of like uh, cut the fat, I guess, if you, if, if you could say, where I, you know, think that's why it kind of feels the most like us. It was like, oh, that seems distracting. Oh, I don't think we need that. You're trying too hard there. And what Will was kind of making us do is like what felt the most genuine, what, the, what, the, what felt the most natural and, that's why I think this record is the most can swim record because after he cut out those songs, the recording process was like super easy. Like mm. there was no arguing. There was no like, I think it should be this. It should be that. It was a very easy process. It was actually incredibly enjoyable. It felt like a vacation to be fair. Um, <laughs> when you have someone like then, Will Putney, I, I, I think that's fair to say. Certainly. Certainly. Uh, which yeah, is why I think I said that it's uh the most can swim because it was the most, it was the easiest. It was like the yeah. easiest record we ever made. It was like, this is the song I have. This is what I think we should do with it. And then that's what went on the record. So uh, yeah. 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 I, I hope other people will agree. I'm sure there'll be kids who are, Oh no, it sounds like this. It sounds like that. But to me, when I think about my band, I think about change of plans. I think like 
this is what we're supposed to be doing. Bigger, yeah. catchier rock songs. You know, foreign language was fun, quick, angsty, punky. Someone who isn't me was really interesting. Soundscape wise was, was very strange. The producer on that is a genius. Um, pushed us in a completely different way. But Change of Plans feels like we're like back home. Like we yeah. did this crazy road trip and now we're back to what we're doing. So that's, and, that's how I think of it. Yeah, shout out to Will. So I, I had the honor of uh, interviewing Will about a year ago. And uh, awesome. for anyone who doesn't know Will, I mean, fit for an autopsy, data remember, every yeah. time I die, body count, the list goes on. And it was done at yeah. Graphic Nature Audio. Uh, yeah. I'm an audiophile these days, Chris. I'm very picky on how I want my music to sound, the way I want it to sound. Sure. Uh, from one 32 year old to another, right? We've been at this. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, it, was, it was very sharp. It was polished. It was very um, cathartic. If that makes sense. But it had kind of like a, like an old school vibe too. As sure. far as like the, like when punk, you know, first came into the scene, I feel like will really capture that part of uh, change of plans. I, I mean, talk about, talk about will a little bit more. Like, was it, it made it easier, right? Were you just like, you had all these demos, right? Were, were you at some yep. point where like, this is Will Putney. I got to take it easy. <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, Will is, uh, can he handle right, it? Here right. Go. <laughs> Will is, uh, Will is, he writes very intimidating music, but he is certainly the nicest human being on the face of the planet. Oh, yeah. Um, working with him was very, very easy, but also he's like not a cheerleader. You know, he's not like, wow, you blew me out of the water with that one, Chris. It's just like, there's yeah, no fat. It's just quick. He's just like, yeah. That, that sucked. Do it again. And then I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, that, did, that did suck. I should do it again. Like the process we were doing like six, seven hour days really weren't killing ourselves. And, you know, by the time we cracked into it, we were like already done. It was like so smooth. Um, but yeah, other than being an incredibly nice guy, like he is like sonically a savant, like definitely an amazing songwriter and knows like notes to pick and, and you know oh maybe do the heavy part do the catchy part all that stuff but sonically like i was like playing guitar and he's like moving these amps and the microphones and the pedals like he certainly has a fine-tuned ear for that stuff and it was pretty amazing to be around the whole experience was amazing but to see somebody with like that ability of uh just shaping tones yeah. and stuff. I was just like, oh yeah, this guy is like, you know, he's he's been around a few guitar amps in yeah. his life for sure. Looks like you found <laughs> your producer, huh? Going forward, I do. Uh, I'm probably not supposed <laughs> to say this, but I I do think we will. We are going to continue to make hand swim records with him. Yeah, it was. Here's the deal. I know I'm yeah. one of hundreds of thousands of fans out there. Again, yeah. I've been listening to you guys for a while. That's awesome. Please, please stick to this because I'm yeah. knowing well. Speaking yeah. with Will, I can really say that he really has a passion for what he does. And again, totally. this is a testament to what he does. I mean, this yeah. record and many of others. Um, Big time. Big and, time. you know, between writing and structuring the songs and the production process, like you just talked about, uh, keep all this in mind as I'm asking this, even I kind of want to throw the album art in here. You know, the sure. lyricism throughout Change of Plans, this is something that I wanted to get into because origins of that center around you know writing songs that embrace the chaos of life like life doesn't go as planned you know hence the title you know totally. i feel like at a time like today it really resonates you know considering what we've been through i don't mean to sound like a broken record but really that's sure. really what we've been through you yeah. have a song like you know deliver us and that music video right uh and i watched it the imagery displayed in that tie into i feel like a lot of the themes in this album and you guys are 
performing in this house it looks like and there's these two individuals with like ski masks and one has a straight jacket on and they seem to be having a struggle i begin to think if there's something tangible like a theme to this album is that true like about themes is there one is there a few how important is something like this to you chris sure as i grow older and certainly as i continue down this path of being an artist and, and writing stuff that type of thing excites me more and more you know like there's only so many chords. There's only so many drum beats, like taking it a step further and like, right. Like making a cohesive theme with the lyrics or even, you know, a cohesive theme throughout the album sonically is something that I think we all in the band are uh, trying to get more into and yeah. do uh, and, and the imagery as well. You know, like I, we, I think we are really getting enjoyment out of tying them uh, together and yeah, I think a lot of the, the themes on the album are about dealing with past trauma and just like the relationships uh, that like trauma has. And, and sometimes there are similar feelings, even though they're two completely different things like deliver us more evil is um, just my understanding and my coming to know about my religious faith and mm. growing up going to Catholic school and then like not really getting it. And now as a 32 year old dude, like totally not getting it and being like, why was I under that mindset as, as a young man? And why are other people? And just kind of my, my confusion of why this like kind of haunts me very similar parallels to like an ex-girlfriend or an ex-boyfriend where it's like, why was I even like with that person? Like I was, yeah. you know, it was, I was such a fool back then, you know, or was she a fool? Was I anything to hold on to? So I think I, uh, I kind of later in life personally just found how similar those things are. It doesn't really matter what caused the trauma or those emotions. It's, it's more like what you're going through and how you deal with I it. I think exactly. And it could be a relationship. It could be, it could be a passing of a family member. It could be a passing of a job that you lost. And if it's causing you some sort of emotional distress, I think uh, you should write about it and you should deal with it. And with Change of Plans, I think I really tried to do that and, and kind of highlight those parallels where it's like some songs are certainly specifically about past romantic relationships, past family relationships, and then even my relationship with God and faith and, and stuff like that. So uh, yeah, almost all of the songs yeah. fit into one of those three categories <laughs> yeah, so and and i wanted to ask that because because uh you know a lot of artists didn't really care about themes right they just do like 10 songs in the studio and that's it right but i felt like right. you really you really um uh put a lot of hard work and 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 a thought you know into the lyricism that went into change of plans it, totally. it would be safe to say that you see this album as a i don't know a snapshot of where you are in a certain time in your life looking back Right. Big time, big time, uh, or a few certain snapshots. And I think that's why we even gravitated towards change of plans. It was like, if you told me 10 years ago when I was dealing with some of that trauma that I would be doing what I'm doing now, I would call you crazy. But like, yeah. you know, life, life always throws you like change of plans. You, you, you never know which way it's going to go. And I think a lot of these songs kind of like highlight that feeling. You know, from the different experiences and perspectives in your timeline you have taken in, uh, which you've discussed about so far, you know, performing for as long as you have and the people you have met and worked with during this album and many others, 
including the touring life, you know, your relationship with your bandmates, uh, uh, Paige with, and we won't sleep. And it sounds like you still have much left to put out there with can't swims, artistic vision and yours. This is definitely something you have a passion for Chris. And, and the truth is from what I'm seeing, yeah. you know, you've experienced plenty already in your career Oh yeah, and, and, and then some, oh, yeah. you know, have your yeah. aspirations. I love asking this part, like aspirations, have they changed or evolved, you know, as a person or hell, even just a musician since when you first started performing in oh. the industry? Oh, you see yeah, things yeah. differently today. You know, I just, as I, explained earlier like i never even knew this was going to be in my universe i thought i'd be playing drums my whole life i thought i would just be a fan of music my whole life i, I never thought i would be able to have an outlet to create and especially my own stories and like my own experiences so oh yeah it's completely changed um and not even in a success way i'm not talking about bank accounts or spotify listeners it's just mm. like music has opened so many doors for me as a, as a human that trumps any success that I can have on an algorithm, you know? So very, very lucky. I feel very blessed to do what I do. Even if we were a quarter of the size that we are, I would feel just as thankful because what it's done for my confidence, what it's done for my past experiences, like, you know, getting over certain things, the human beings that I have met, the relationships I have with my bandmates, uh, some of the people that really, really enjoy my band have become close friends of mine. You know, I, I, we, we talk about it all the time. Like, Can't Swim will never do like a meet and greet. I would never pay someone to take a photo and a slice of pizza with me. Like, I love to communicate with everybody who says nice things or not nice things about my band, you know, as a human and not as a fan. You know, it's, it's uh, it gives me way more than potentially other people. I don't know. I don't I don't really look at it as a career or, mm. you know, like a like a ascending type of. And then we have 20 million listeners. It's like, sure, that stuff is great. I, you know, I, I hope more and more people enjoy what we make. But what it does for me to create it is already like above and beyond anything I thought I would achieve in my life so I, I, now it's just like kick back and see how long it can go like it's like i already feel like i won like the lottery tickets there and i'm just like I oh you did this. trust me you yeah did. whenever i want to do this like it's uh and it's not a financial success that's not what i'm talking about at all it's, it's just like i serve tables and and drive uber for the rest of my life happily if i was able to have this uh creative outlet and uh yeah it's it's been nothing but very very enjoyable since and day one so. i feel like you're speaking for myself because that's exactly that's awesome man you and me kind of have these similar <laughs> tendencies where we wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for the music it really saved our lives yeah. now here's yeah. the misconception that people make you talking about financially successful that's it right there oh okay you made this amount of money you are successful and then that kind right. of just in your head it's like wait i have to do this 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 in order for someone to classify as being successful. That's the sure. challenge. I feel like we face a lot today, especially, oh, yeah. bro, we love rock and metal because we yeah. love the music. We're not in it for the, you know, no. like, look at me, you know, look how much I'm making. That's not what it's right. about. <laughs> yeah, 100%, 100%. And it's all perspective. Somebody's yeah. financial success would be laughed at by somebody mm -hmm. who is that much higher up the ladder. So, oh, yeah. you know, it's, 
it's all about what you do and how you feel while you're doing it. You know, like, even if cancer Swim started making millions of dollars, I'm sure my wife would be happy, but like, <laughs> you know, I, I don't really, really even see it being that much more enjoyable. Like if I'm connecting with people and making a positive impact in someone's life, like that is going to go so much further than a couple of $50 bills. You know, what all, I mean? all I know so, is that you, you guys have, got my endorsement and i hope thanks you man keep doing what you do i mean no oh, thank yeah. you man again i wouldn't yeah. be here today if it wasn't for the music you put out in cool career. i'd say that Very a lot cool. but i mean that from the bottom of my heart so much appreciation yeah. for what you've done now chris this has been this has been a great conversation man i know we talked about uh that little surprise i, I had at the end for you so let's get to that totally. before i let let's you go it. so yeah. th- i think uh we've been serious in this conversation huh let's yeah. get let's get to the fun <laughs> part <laughs> i like that but what i'll do is um I'm going to put you on what it's called the lightning round. All right. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to pick one or the other. You just have to quick uh, think, think quick on your feet. Just pick. Okay. Collection, all right. Some okay. of them are, some of them are fun. Some of them are just downright stupid, but that's the okay. best part about it. Okay. You okay. Ready? All yes. Right. I, I think you got this. Okay. Red or blue? Blue. <laughs> Vegan or meat? Vegan. Coffee or tea? coffee cats or dogs dogs star wars or lord of the rings lord of the rings and who's your favorite character uh what's the scary guy ring my precious guy <laughs> oh uh, uh gollum smeagol gollum smeagol yeah <laughs> i think mean, i was a fr- you're the first person who ever told me that all right there you go mexican food or indian food <sighs> indian okay now i now you're in orlando but i know you guys are from jersey i don't yep. know if i should ask this question Giants or Jets? Very heated debate. I'm gonna go Giants. All right, it's a, it's a tough time for us, but yeah, we'll yeah. talk about that later. <laughs> Country or K-pop? I don't. I I don't know much about K-pop. BTS seems really cool, but I'm gonna have <laughs> my to sister say country. loves BTS. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say country just because I know more country artists. All right, we'll hit that question later down the line. See if it changes. <laughs> Halloween or Christmas? Christmas. L.A. or Chicago? L.A. Fail you again or this too won't pass? Fail you again. All right. If Voldemort offered to give you a hug, would you accept? Yes. <laughs> you didn't even hesitate. Of course. Would you rather be able to speak every language in the world or be able to talk to animals? Ooh, every language. Great oh. question, though. Ooh, that's a... Yeah. Okay. Very few people pick that one, though. A lot of people. Every pick language, one. I think, would be amazing. Animals, oh. wow. Because here's the thing: like, <laughs> so I've I've had some guests say, "Yeah, I can I can talk to my dog," so might as well speak every language in the world. Right. I think. <laughs> so I guess that counts to an extent. Sure. Sure. <laughs> All right. There's a time machine in front of you. It says the destination is Woodstock '99. Do you take the trip, knowing what transpires there? And do I have to, I can't come back? Like, uh, do I live then from 1999 you, to 2020? You have to, you have to live there just for the three day weekend. Oh, and then come back. Oh yeah, I'm going. Baby. E- even what transpires there, knowing what happens. Cause obviously that documentary yeah, that just released. I would, I would know what happens and I would walk away from the fires and enjoy the show. The fires <laughs> and the riots, just as long as you have a backstage pass, right? I had one of the guests yeah, say, go. like, do I get VIP? I'm like, uh, Ooh, sure. yeah, am I on the guest list? <laughs> True. Good question. Because you're just on the stage the whole time, right? <laughs> you can just see all the chaos that unfolds in front of you. But that's amazing. Did you say yes? On that I question? say yes. I'm, okay. I'm taking it. I'm all going. Right, all right. Yeah. Last one. Interview under fire or other publication companies? 
under fire, baby. Let's go. <laughs> that's not my question. That's 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 Corey's question. He's my partner on this publication. He always oh, that's likes amazing. asking that. But man, uh, Chris, this has been an honor, man. Thank you so much, dude. I know we're. Course, I'm going to let you get to your five o'clock appointment, whatever you had. Um, yeah, man. Do you have any? Obviously, last words. Any shout outs? Anything else you would like to plug or mention as far as yeah. Can't Swim, like a new music video? I know you have touring coming up. Totally. yours? We are releasing one more video and single before the album comes out. Uh, I hope you like the new record. I hope you come see us play with Silverstein and the plot and you. And then in the new year, if Miss COVID be- behaves herself, we're going to be going bam, bam, bam. We have tons of stuff planned. So uh, hope to see y'all soon. That's what I will say. I'm going to start using Miss COVID now because you're the first, <laughs> first person we ever classified. That's, that's, a, that's a good way to represent it's it. Good it's a good COVID. one. Miss COVID is angry. Miss COVID is uh, taking, she's, us, taking she's, the back seat. She's been, she's been mad. She has been upset. Let's hope she calms it down towards the end of the year. Yes. It'll be great to see you guys. Uh, you'll be here November 26th. I will see you guys here at Amplify. Oh, man. Yeah. The name of the venue with Silverstein and the plot in you. Um, uh, any questions for me? Anything about Texas? Everything's. Wow. <laughs> have you ever been? To, have you ever been to Keller's drive in? No. You should get in your car, get in your car and drive. It's a like a drive, Wait. not a drive through, but like. They come out with roller skates. They don't do roller skates anymore, but it's way old. It's the best cheeseburger you'll ever have in your life. I promise you. Wait, here in uh, in Dallas, baby. Let's what go. What is wrong with me? How do I not K- know this already? K E L L E R S, and get the number two or the number five. It's hold on a second. Hold it's on. like the, the legendary right cheeseburger. Yeah, Keller's Drive-In. It's Keller's, Keller's Drive-In, number two, number five. All right, I'm mm-hmm. gonna be in. I'm gonna be in uh, Dallas tomorrow uh, at a there venue, you go, dude. At a venue called Trees. That's a very popular venue. So um, I will keep an eye out for that. Everyone who's listening, Chris, I'm gonna let you go now. Uh, it's been great yeah. talking to you. Hopefully, we can do this again in person when you come to. Yeah, Dallas, man, let's do it. Remember, uh, Change of Plans drops October 22nd on Pure Noise Music. Uh, don't forget to check out. Um, also, uh, we won't sleep. You know plug that in earlier in the interview uh do us a favor buy the record everyone's listening because the bands can't do it without your help you can listen to this podcast on all major podcast streams check us out on interview on fire.com chris stay safe out there orlando man uh florida yeah, texas man. i feel like our head's like upside down like, yes, ever since yes, this yes. whole thing started <laughs> yeah. stay safe and i'll talk to you soon buddy all take right? care pal all see right. ya from the top of my lungs, yeah Hope it helps with the damage I've done, yeah Feeling it, breathing down my neck And I'm sick of it Give it up, it's not my style But I'm hearing it Sing it loud from the top of my lungs, yeah Hope it helps with the damage I've done, yeah Truth is I knew Hey guys, thanks for listening to Interview Under Fire Podcast If you guys liked what you heard Please subscribe and share our channel. And please leave a five-star review as that helps us tremendously. If you'd like to check out more, visit www.interviewunderfire.com or our social media channels on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And finally, we want to thank you all for the support you've been giving us. Keep it burning.